0: seven things you probably didn't know you need to know i'm jamie east and this is the standard hello and welcome to the weekend edition of the smart seven we've got the biggest best and strangest stories of the week for you in the next seven minutes remember if you're listening to us on spotify as part of your daily drive playlist you can just hit the follow button to get regular smart seven updates with a new episode each weekday at 7am The biggest story of the week has been the escalating energy crisis, driven by rising gas prices, which have had serious impacts on the UK's energy companies. This week saw two more energy firms, Arvo Energy and Green Energy, exit the market, leaving one and a half million customers in search of a new energy deal. Meanwhile, the government's paid tens of millions of pounds to kickstart the production of carbon dioxide so we don't run out of food. They've done a short-term deal to get one of CF Industries plants back up and running, as Environment Secretary George Eustace explains. We've uh, intervened on a short-term basis, just for a few weeks, so that we can keep that carbon dioxide supply going. It's going to be in sort of, you know, many millions, possibly the tens of millions, but it's to underpin uh, some of those uh, fixed costs. He also pointed the finger at the pandemic and the greater-than-expected demand as the world's economies started to open up again. We didn't foresee that these um, two plants would need to close. There's a lot of us said turbulence in global supply chains. As the world sort of starts to get back to business as usual, we're seeing surges in demand for gas. That's having knock on impacts that you can't always predict. At the Business Select Committee, though, Energy Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng seemed to think all of this was quite predictable, which probably raises more questions than it answers.
1: Typically, at this time of year, between five and eight uh, companies exit the market. And clearly, there's a lot more pressure uh, this year. Uh, and we've anticipated the, the spike in price because we could see it in the summer.
0: The UK started its booster campaign with a focus on over 50s and vulnerable groups, while vaccines are also now being given to 12 to 15-year-olds, with 3 million kids eligible for the jab. There was good news too from a new Pfizer study that showed the COVID-19 vaccine is safe for use in smaller doses for kids aged between 5 and 11 former White House COVID czar Brett Girard welcomed the news on CNN. I'm sure that the FDA advisory committee will be weighing the risk benefits. We know there are lots of cases in children, but the risk of dying is still very, very low. So that risk benefit is going to be very important to be weighed. But no doubt about it, this is great news. But even as booster shots are rolled out, there are renewed calls for the UK to donate more vaccines to those in the developing world. Former Prime Minister Gordon Brown's been doing the maths.
1: Even if we set aside enough vaccines for all who need them, we still have millions of vaccines left over. If we don't airlift them to Africa and elsewhere, it could be 200 million, and that is an excess above all the other vaccinations that we still want to see happen in the United Kingdom.
0: The UN General Assembly is taking place in New York, with leaders from all over the world attending. It marked Joe Biden's first major speech at the UN, and he called for global cooperation as the world faces a decisive decade. He announced that the US will double the funding it's providing to tackle climate change in the developing world by 2024. He also emphasized that despite America's withdrawal from Afghanistan, no one should mistake the US for an easy target. Those who commit acts of terrorism against us will continue to find a determined enemy in the United States. The world of the day is not the world of 2001 though. We're better equipped to detect and prevent terrorist threats and we are more resilient in our ability to repel them and to respond. Boris also popped up at the White House getting a quick tour from Kamala before meeting Joe in the Oval Office. And whilst there wasn't any progress on a US trade deal, Boris was very complimentary about the progress on climate.
1: This is a, a very important trip for us and we've seen some, some great progress just in the last period. And uh, But I think the most important thing today has been uh, your speech where you've made a commitment on uh, supporting the, the world to adapt to, to climate change.
0: Boris has been busy at the UN in New York, then travelling by train to meet Joe Biden, but he's not bringing anything nice home for us. There's no sign of a trade deal with the US, which was one of the long-promised Brexit benefits. Boris now says he's not surprised by that, although we were supposed to be first in line back in 2017.
1: I've always thought that a trade deal with the US would be difficult because I, I know what the, uh, the US is like as, uh, what they're like as negotiators, and they're very, very
0: tough. He finally got to deliver his speech at the UN and called for the world to focus on the COP26 summit in Glasgow.
1: We're approaching that critical turning point in less than two months when we must show that we are capable of learning and maturing and finally taking responsibility for the destruction we are inflicting not just upon our planet but upon ourselves. It's time for humanity
0: to grow up. He's also been practising his French on the long nights in the hotel room and he had a few choice phrases for Emmanuel Macron as the row continued over the hashtag AUKUS Defence Pact between the UK, US and Australia.
1: I just think it's 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 time for some of our dearest friends around the world to, you know, proner and grip uh, about all this uh, and donnez moi un break uh, because this is uh, fundamentally a, a, a great step forward for global security. Still to come on the standout 7, it's all gone lava in La Palma
0: and there's some Emmy awkwardness over Margaret Thatcher right after this.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: You're listening to The Smart 7. If you're enjoying it, you might also like The Smart 7 Island Edition. Just search and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. The UK has been shocked by the death on Friday evening of teacher Sabina Nessa in South East London. She was last seen walking through Cator Park in Kidbrook at 8.30 in the evening on the way to meet a friend. Police have now arrested a man on suspicion of murder and are continuing to appeal for any witnesses to come forward. London Mayor Sadiq Khan says it's time society took violence against women seriously. We do have an epidemic when it comes to violence against women and girls. We need to make sure our boys are taught to respect girls. They're taught about healthy relationships. Uh, I think we need to make misogyny a hate crime. I think uh, the inspector is spot on. We've got to give uh, this uh, issue the same seriousness we give uh, other issues. Jamie Klingler, co-founder of Reclaim the Streets, says the police and the courts need to address sentencing and their whole approach. You get more time for um, kidnapping a dog or stealing a dog than you do for strangling a woman. Uh, Something's really gotta change. This woman was outside for five minutes going to meet her friend, you know, like her family will be devastated forever because of this action. Social media has been full of extraordinary footage of the volcanic eruption in La Palma on the Canary Islands. Dramatic scenes as lava rumbles through houses and splashes into swimming pools have caused fear and anxiety as The lava flow continues downhill towards more densely populated areas. We'll have more on the science of volcanoes on this Sunday, Sunday 7, by the way. The Cumbra Vieja volcano has continued to erupt and local tour guide Jonas Perez, who's already been evacuated from his house, says people on the island are terrified.
1: Today has been really really active, really explosive, really loud. We don't really know the dimensions of it. Anything could happen still. If it stays where it is, at least everybody knows which direction and everybody else in this island could rest.
0: Sunday night's 73rd Emmy Awards created some truly remarkable moments. Conan O'Brien, joined Stephen Colbert on stage, Cedric the Entertainer coordinated a tribute song which featured Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife, rapping, and an eager reporter asked Emmy-winning actress Gillian Anderson this slightly awkward question about her part in The Crown. Yes, Miss Anderson, did you talk to Margaret Thatcher about this role? Gillian kindly declined to mention that Maggie died in 2013. Uh, Well, I I, I have not spoken to Margaret. Um... Michaela Cole made history as the first black woman to win an Emmy for best writing for her show, I May Destroy You. And she delivered a powerful speech dedicating her award to survivors of sexual assault.
1: Write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain. Do not be afraid to disappear and see what comes to you in the silence. I dedicate this story to every single survivor of sexual assaults. Thank you.
0: This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.